Hi everybody, I'm Faith. I'm Lewis. And thank you for joining us for a deck of crotchety things. So due to single parent difficulties, we have something different in mind this week because our regular recording session got a little bit thrown off. Yes, slightly. Just a little bit, yes. So what we have planned is a filler episode of sorts. You want to expand a little bit on what we're going to be doing with this filler episode, Lewis? So yes, unless you are tuning in for the first time, you'll have noticed that Faith and I like to ramble just a little. So quite a lot of stuff just gets snipped off and thrown into a bucket. And today we're going to throw that bucket at you. Yep. Prepare to be splashed with a bunch of rambles. We should be having a regular episode again starting next week. Yes. All right. So thanks again for listening and uh, we'll catch you next time. And as always, keep adventuring and have fun. Heck yeah. Bye, everybody. Ciao. We're off to a great start, everybody. Well, I mean, we're already a month late. I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I actually, wonder if it's been five weeks or what. I made a Twitter and everything. <laughs> <laughs> All those Twitch fans that Lewis never actually looked at. Uh, I think I've made a grand total of three tweets on our Twitter. Oh, no. Oh, uh, shit. Here we go. Oh, yeah. That's right. We're recording. Boom podcast gotta... chat on the 17th of February was it was when I wrote Boom Podcast Chat. Oh, my God. <laughs> when, did we, when did we come up with our official name? Was it, like, a couple weeks later? Um, I'm not sure. But the first thing we wanted to do was talk about Grapple. <laughs> What's our podcast going to be called? 18th of February, 30 plus 3.5, old people yelling at D&D. <laughs> Pope is good at names. I'm sure he has better ideas. <laughs> uh, and we can make fun of you for not being 30. <laughs> Wondrous relics because we're old and wonderful items are fun. Deck of many crotchety things. Baby and the grognards. <laughs> um, and then I shortened... Um, your deck of many crotchety things to just deck of crotchety things. Which is way better. <laughs> I, ha I had a good foundation. Yeah, see? It works out. It's a team effort. So What was Baby and the Grognards? I like, that, that's, that's definitely going to have to be like the, the, the intro band. Yes. <laughs> We're going to have to find some like is it, uh, open source music and credit them and then also call them Baby and the Grognards. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I really wish that was a campaign that we had played more than one session of. But it was one of those things where, like, we're school-aged kids and then, you know, school-aged stuff happens. Um, oh, no. Yeah. So we didn't really get many opportunities to play D&D. &D, but I, the one of my favorite memories of that one session was we were enlisted in this army and we had thought about... Th there were a couple of routes we could have taken. We could have done the sub you know, the subversion route uh, where we sneak into the into the opposing army as spies. We could have, you know, taken a crack team to kind of intercept messengers and disrupt their information flow. Or, you know, it was just going to be, you know, a special ops thing where we were going to sneak around the army and flank them from the side kind of thing. Mm. And then I came up with the idea of, hey, what 
if we were to just directly go at the general while we're trying to flank the army? What, what happens then? So I prayed to Hexter for guidance, and the DM's like, you hear this booming voice, and it says, Challenge rating 17. <laughs> and we were just like... And, and I was just like, uh, hey, guys, we can't attack the general. He's going to kill us. <laughs> then let's not be here now. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to be smart about this. He's way more powerful than we are. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can't remember this cleric's name, but she was a she worshipped a neutral god. So that meant that she would be able to like freely cast inflict, essentially. Uh, okay, that's sus. What's that? That's sus. Yeah, I can't. I can't remember how this worked. I think I was like super duper new, and my brother was also new to DMing. But like, I, I, this was so long ago. I think this might have been like a pre twelve year old faith thing. This might have been like ten year old faith. So. Oh, good lord. Yeah, this this a long time ago, and I remember we were fighting raw chaos. Oh, just it, as you do. Yeah, you know, it's <laughs> it was meant to be just kind of like a one shot thing. It was. It was only supposed to take like two hours kind of thing because little kids. Yeah. And I cast inflict wounds on raw chaos and that just made it stronger. And then it occurred to me, I'm like, wait a minute. What if I heal it? And I healed the thing to death. <laughs> oh, I did that on a, in one of the final fantasy games. I cannot remember how I was supposed to fight this thing. It was, I'm sure no better than me, but you were swimming in one of the older games. Yep, Final Fantasy X. I know exactly which boss you're talking no, about. No, earlier than that. Oh, really? It was it was earlier than that. Um, like there was this very short dungeon. It was like three rooms and a boss dragon, and it was all underwater. Um, oh, it might that have just been like Yeah, I think seven's about right. Yeah, because there was a there's a short jaunt in a submarine where you fight a dragon at the end. Uh, no, there wasn't a, dra a submarine. It was just you in the sewers. Um, but it was a zombie dragon and i couldn't do any damage to it and i lost like five consecutive times to it i just got really angry um and then it turned out he's a, he's the zombie thing which meant that you know healing does damage and harm spells heal it yeah. so i just threw phoenix downs at it until it died yeah <laughs> it's it's funny how often that comes up though like that that's come up in like that comes up in final fantasy 6 it's come up in 7 it's come up in nine. I never played eight. Uh, came up in ten quite a bit. Final Fantasy does a really good job of recycling tropes. I think there's a Sid in every single one of them. Oh yeah, no, there's definitely recurring characters. There's Biggs, there's Wedge, uh, there's Sid. There's always a Moogle named Mog. Always. <laughs> good lord. Yeah, no, it's just like, they're, they're just, but the thing is, is like when they recycle their characters, they do it in new and interesting ways. So yeah, I'm okay with it. <laughs> uh, they they do a really good job of recycling. They really do. Yeah. So did you remember what your god was? No, I think it might have been a homebrew god because we wound up the the raw chaos was um was a product of an Elder Scrolls god. And I think it was just something that my brother just like. He just pulled together in like 15 minutes and just let us stomp around in, in his little universe. So the the god that sicked the raw chaos on us was Sheogarath, of all people, which... Oh, of yeah. course he does. Of course. I mean... 
But, you know, just throwing something together in 15 minutes is not really impressive. That's enough for it to be fun. Yeah. Well, I again, this was when I was like 8 or 10, so I don't remember how long he spent putting this together. Definitely not 9. You were either 8 or 10. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm some, somewhere in that age range. It was pre-12... It was pre twelve year old Faith, and yeah, I don't I don't know I don't remember how long my brother spent putting that little thing together where we were stomping around as various you know various classes just trying to get a feel for how things worked. I think it might have been his first official like I'm going to try dungeon mastering something. Hmm. So well, I hope was... it stuck. It sounded like he was on the right path there. Yeah. Making fun. Fun stuff, fun. Oh, yeah. No, and, like, things... Ever since then, he's been making more and more complex stuff. Like, uh, he's the... Uh, I, I think I remember bringing this up in... Uh, and one of our... One of the discords that we hang out on was the one with... Uh, where everybody wakes up and all they remember is having silver discs and they're in the underworld. And they have to do something, but they can't remember what. And it turned out that over the course of the campaign, everybody got their memories back. They were all mages. They needed to become liches. The silver discs were their phylacteries. And they needed to stop the underworld god from... Uh, I can't remember exactly what it was. And he can't remember exactly what it was either. He just remembers that they won. <laughs> <laughs> so, that actually sounds pretty badass. Yeah, it was. He's like, yeah, that was really fun. I just can't remember what all it was i think it might have been uh, i think it might have been like there was some rivalry bullshit going on between vecna and Nerul. okay yeah that you know, possibly happens yeah yeah i mean there's always godly rivalries happening so oh yeah well even a um a neutral good uh, druid will come across an evil forest and think oh this is cancer i'm gonna cure it Right, they'll and just... that's what he does. Like they'll find out what's making the the land rotten, and they'll make it balanced. Yeah, because at the same time, every time you move to as a as a druid, you move to the next area and fix this horrid rotten land. Two forests behind you is a neutral evil druid going. Ugh! Why does it smell like spring? <laughs> I'm going to make it all rotten. going to make it smell like November. Yeah. There is a balance in in nature, because otherwise, if there's too many wolves, there's not enough rabbits, and if there's not enough rabbits, then the trees and the plants overgrow, and then the wolves will start to die out and move elsewhere, and then they cause another problem, and then the ecology just gets a bit weird. Um, and then the, the wolves have moved out, so the humans come along and are like, oh, look! Lots of wood that doesn't have any wolves near it. Oh, Let's look. cut it down and make a house. Yeah, farmland. I've lost, house. I've, I've lost, I've lost land, and they don't like this. Druids, um, druids would be terrorists. Like they, not. Maybe we just cut that one. <laughs> what druids being terrorists? Yeah, druids yeah. would definitely. Um, like torture house down to oh, get yeah. them to move out. Totally if would. you are being like abusive. So in addition to turning into an animal, they can befriend animals and have animal companions, you know, follow them around and, you know, deal damage. So you 
have like a little uh, a little pack of bears just running around in your party. Well, yeah, you can befriend bears, but only one of them is your companion bear. Right. Um, and the companion gets bonuses as you level up to make it a better bear. It's a little bit better than the others. <laughs> it's better. It's it's better than the other bears. Oh, uh, sorry, my jokes are just unbearable. Yeah, but that's okay. I can I can bear them. <laughs> <laughs> Barely. <laughs> oh, we have um, too much fun. Is that booze? Can I have some? No, it's only coffee. Can I have some? <laughs> no, this is my fourth cup and I need it. But, oh, okay. So, y'all know the meme, Jesus saves and takes half damage, comes from the rogue. I've never heard this meme. You've never heard this meme? Yeah. Oh my never once. gosh. I, this is definitely a culture gap. <laughs> I'm actually kind yeah. of surprised that you hadn't heard this one. Jesus saves and takes half damage. So, I grew up in Great Britain, which is very funny because in America, church and state are separate, but you have more religious people than atheists. And in Great Britain, church and state are bound, but you have a lot of atheists. That's, um, and that was a musing by Stephen Fry. Um, and so I, I always found the the hyper-enthusiasm for Christianity in America was a little bit weird. But then I've come to Germany, and they're also really, really pro-Christianity, uh, because who'd have guessed? This is probably a tangent we'll cut, to be fair. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they do do it in a very weird, different way. Like, they just are Christian. They don't have to tell people about it. They don't... They don't have bumper stickers saying honk if you're Christian. They don't... They don't do... They don't have just the weird stuff America does. Huge billboards of Jesus saves and takes half damage or whatever. Or, <laughs> they, or should, like call, they should make that into a billboard. Or whatever. Uh, what they do have is... Like, very often, I'll take a photo of it next time I remember. Um, like, on the dog walk, what you see very commonly is they'll be on the, on the corner of the grass. There'll be this 10-foot-tall uh, crucifix with a little roof to keep the rain off the Jesus that's on it. Huh. And these just litter Germany. They're all over the place. Um, there's actually two on my dog walk. There's two on it. But... No one crams it down your throat. It's just there. It's weird. The literal force of nature himself and just become a druid cavalryman. Get the F off my property. And yes, that is a labyrinth reference. Not the swearing part. That, I that's, that's all me, baby. I haven't seen Labyrinth in so long. I need to rewatch it. It's a good film. Yeah. You get to see a Frenchman off, off camera giving a reach around to David Bowie. Because David Bowie didn't know how to contact Juggle. So there's a scene where he's looking out the window and he's got four glass balls rolling in his hand. Oh, that's cool. They got this um, they got this professional contact juggler to basically just put his arm under Bowie's um, shoulder and do it for him. I didn't know that. That's, that's a good trivia to have. Please ignore uh, the howling child. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure he wild shaped into a wolf cup, cup 
cub. Well, if you're in like the plane of fire, firstly leave. Just yeah. don't be. <laughs> don't be in the plane of fire. It's equivalent to hell. It's worse than hell. How is it worse than hell? Um, I feel like that's a topic in of itself. Oh, okay. So put uh, a pin in that one for later <laughs> when we talk about planes. Oh God, it's expanding. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah. So if you're in the plane of fire, you're not going to find anything because everything is fucking fucking dead. Um, like there's, there's nothing lives there. Um, that said, um, you won't find any stakes in the plane of fire because anything that doesn't immediately burn to a crisp is generally immune to fire and therefore can't be cooked. Oh, that's lame. Kind of is. So you see this badass like gin run mafia super city in the middle of the plane of fire. And they're basically all raw meat eaters. Or desiccated meat eaters. Jeez. It's just... Because... I just imagine just, like, the very uh, air just cooking things. But, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, the plane of... Yeah, this is definitely its own video. Yeah. The plane of fire is just... <laughs> hot and not just like uncomfortable 130 degree fahrenheit hot now we're talking I, kelvin I, I don't know fahrenheit very well um 130 kelvin is very cold oh kelvin's the opposite okay Kel kelvin starts at absolute zero and that's proceeds right in the same celsius what's the thing that what's above kelvin celsius well i mean like Obviously, Celsius and Fahrenheit are above Kelvin. I don't. I thought there was like an upper temperature measurement that went beyond Fahrenheit. And I don't know why, but I thought Kelvin was warm. I don't. I, I don't know what don't you're know meaning science. by warm because <laughs> their numbers and numbers are infinite. Yeah, stupid numbers. But yeah, so like room temperature offhand is. 250 Kelvin. See, this is how I feel when you people talk about bloody Fahrenheit all the time. Sorry. <laughs> like, whoa, it's 80 degrees. I'm just like, what? Is that, is that hot? Is that cold? Is yeah. <laughs> it, do I need to get a coat? Do I need to call an ambulance? Yeah, I think 80 degrees Fahrenheit is like... Isn't it like... 40-something Celsius? I have no idea. Why? I don't know. I can't remember the conversions. I learned all of this in high school, and that was a long time ago. <laughs> like, we were very specifically told not to um, learn the conversions for Fahrenheit because we were promised that by the time we went into the real world, no one would really use Fahrenheit. Ha ha! Joke's on you, freaking Americans. <laughs> Fahrenheit minus 32 times 5 ninths nope. equals Celsius. Nope, nope, nope. Too much algebra, nope. Not doing it. <laughs> uh, so yeah, 80 degrees Fahrenheit is 27 degrees Celsius, which is... That's very hot. I'm I'm from Scotland. I hate it when it's over 20 degrees Celsius. It's just too hot for me. 
which would translate into American as like 68 Fahrenheit. Oh, 68. 68's nice. I'm okay with 68 Fahrenheit. Any, any, anything more? It's just, it's just too hot for me. I can't deal with it. <laughs> um, so and it used to get, yeah, it got to 40 in my old work spot, which was absolutely hellish. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like, I kid you not, I was on there once. I looked down as far as like the level three abilities, and it was so unbalanced my computer fell over. <laughs> it was so unbalanced your computer fell over. Yep. <laughs> now I know you're tired. Yep. That was meant to be funny. <laughs> but not because it was dumb. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 dumb and it's funny. <laughs> like it's a really solid joke, but it's just made extra funny because we're both really tired. Special thanks, as always, to Tim from Tabletop Audio for providing us with our intro and outro music. And if you have any questions or comments uh, for us, you can just hit us up on Twitter. Our handle is at GrumpyDeck, or you can email us. Our email address is GrumpyDeck at ProtonMail.com. Once again, thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next week.